case you're just joining us, this is Aspire with Osha, Art, Nature, Humanity. And I'm your host, Osha Hayden. And I am here with the amazing Amikela Gaston, who is talking to us about music as healing. Uh, and it's bigger than you might think. This is healing in the big H healing. Um, <laughs> right? So, so... Let's talk a little bit about maybe the misconceptions people have about music as healing. Mm. Mm, that's so wonderful. What a great question. And believe it or not, with all the podcasts that I do, I've never been asked that one. Um, misconceptions that people have around music and healing. I think people kind of, uh, like we were just talking about, they kind of categorize things that they can't see as kind of woo-woo and, you know, pretend healing and, you know, somebody making it up. I had somebody say to me the other day, oh, Reiki's just a bunch of baloney. It's like, but why wouldn't you entertain that possibility? And I think people feel the same way around the healing aspects of music. I think that they know that they enjoy music, but they don't believe that it's healing. And so I think that there needs to be a real conversation around the definition of what constitutes healing. Um, it might not be able to like, stop you from profusely bleeding. You don't want to just sing over somebody and think the blood might stop. I mean, it might. I don't know. I can't possibly say that it wouldn't. But, um, you know, I think that healing, there's healing, not just of the physical, there's healing of the emotional, the mental, the spiritual. And, you know, I just, I, I, it's hard for me to, to fathom that somebody would contest that their spirit isn't healed when they listen to a song that they love or, you know, that they aren't soothed. You know, everybody asks me, you know, as a singer, what's your favorite song? And there's just no way to answer that because it depends on the moment, the mood. Um, but you know, some days are Sarah Vaughn days, some days are Joni Mitchell days, some days are Marvin Gaye days, some days are Stevie Wonder days, some days are, you know, like Afro-Cuban bata drumming days, you know, like who knows? But I do think that the misconceptions that people have around things that they cannot quantify and prove in a I see it, therefore I believe it way, make it challenging for them to kind of suspend disbelief and just have faith and believe that that is what's going on, if not the sole element and aspect that, that aids in healing, for sure. So any of you out there who has ever uh, maybe participated in a drum circle, for example, yeah, you know, right. and you know, <laughs> when you go and you listen to your favorite music out loud, maybe in your car, maybe with the windows open and maybe singing to it, how that makes <laughs> you feel. Mm -hmm. And it goes even even further than that because it's one of the most ancient ways of invoking higher powers and blessings mm -hmm. and healing on the entire planet, and it's been with us from the beginning. Uh, but you, I mean, Kayla, you do a lot of work also using music uh, with culture. I mean, mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about drumming and singing and how that permeates culture and how you mm. are able to use that in your work that takes you all around the globe. <laughs> yes. It's so incredible to be a part of something that allows you to do that. I mean, like to me, that's like the ultimate um, joy is to be in community with people around the world that you don't speak necessarily the same language 
but you definitely speak the same music and joy of music. So what I do as a cultural arts ambassador is I partner with the State Department and I partner with different embassies and we go to places like in January, I'm going to Thailand and Laos and Vietnam and going to work with um, the people there around the issue of water and looking mm. at environmental justice around water and also what life is like for people that live along the river and you know what how that lifestyle shapes your cultural experience so you have a different type of drumming that you do and different types of drums that you use and different types of songs that you sing with those drums when you live around the river versus in the mountains. Well, not necessarily versus, but your inspiration is much more flow and lyrical. The things that you use, baskets, you know, the skin that you put on your drum is probably from, you know, a water seal or something like that. There's, there's different ways that we can look at how our culture and, and the music that pulls us and, and is life, right? Culture is music, is food, is, connectivity, how that is shaped by where we live. And so when you look at how people that live in the Gullah Islands here off the coast of the Carolinas, how their world is shaped based on the food that they eat because they live along the along the Mississippi River. And then you go over to, you know, look at the Viet Cong and you look at that river, the river that courses through Vietnam, that courses through Thailand, that courses through. And so doing that kind of work aids in cultural diplomacy. It makes, it takes away the us versus them that is so strong and baked into our culture and the way that we kind of discern from one another. You aren't me, therefore you don't know me, therefore you probably don't like me. We break those barriers when we cross these great divides and find our commonalities. And so we find the commonality through the way we live around water, the food that we eat around water, the songs that we sing around water. And even if it's not quote unquote common to one another, we experience it together and you learn something new from someone. And so there's a bond that's created in a way that you can kind of prevent war through these connections that are made. So for example, I've been a lot of times to Israel and Palestine trying to work through those kind of things you, through the cultural arts programming that the embassy does going to the Ukraine and Russia just was supposed to go back there again, right before the war started. And, you know, it's again, the way that we know that war is more than just the destruction of life. It's the destruction of a soul for people who are still alive. You know, the first place that got bombed in the Ukraine were sacred sites and places where art was made. Mm. So the Palace of Fine Arts, the last place I performed, that was the first place to get bombed. Oh, I didn't you know, know and that. So if you, if you <sighs> want to destroy the soul of a people, you take away music, you take away art, you take away self-expression, you take away joy around traditions and ways that you co-create with other people. And that shows up in music and drumming and singing. When you take those things away, then, then you can break them. And so the goal is through cultural arts programming is to go to these different places and find how we are connected to one another so that we don't have the desire to destroy each other's soul in that way. And so it's beautiful to be able to go to places like I was in Palestine and I was the uh, celebrity vocal coach for this. They were doing their first Palestinian idol and I was there. And, you know, I was, unbeknownst to me, 
teaching a young boy who was studying to become a Unabomber how to drum instead of bomb. And he said he wanted to drum now instead of bomb. And so that's big. That's the power of this work. It's that's, huge. Yeah, that's, that, huge. that's very, very huge. It's huge. You know, when you can reach in and have an influence in that way to help someone find something that is more powerful, more meaningful, and stronger than the hatred. That's right. You That's know? right. When you inspire love and you inspire hope and you inspire someone to believe in their own authentic voice and self-expression, there is nothing more powerful than that. Mm -hmm. And when you do it in a way that creates community and connection as opposed to division, it's the goal as far as I'm concerned. It's the goal and yeah. how we're all going to kind of get through the social ills that plague our country, our culture and the world at large for people that have hatred and believe that violence is, is the way they're broken in some way. And I think that music can heal them as well. You know, it occurs to me that in our culture, we're so, you know, and after the pandemic, of course, uh, people were so, you know, stuck in their homes and things. And it was mm. music, really, that reached out across, yes. you know, through through the internet, and helped yes. to bring people together, and to heal people, and to help them see their neighbors across the world here and there and everywhere around the yes. world, you know, singing together and uplifting each other. And I think, you know, that that was a really powerful testament. I remember in Italy, and the people were leaning out of their windows, and the, they, yeah. were, they were singing, and everybody was there, and, you know, right. pretty soon everyone... Block parties with everyone inside. Yeah, everybody <laughs> is joining in, and they're all singing together and celebrating. And yes. so yes. there is, is that power that I think has been with us from the very, very beginning that... And I'm speaking to you, my listener. You know, hmm. you you know how powerful that is, right? You've been through the pandemic, and you know how much that meant. Hearing those voices together, you know, seeing the connection, feeling the connection, and even when we couldn't get together in person, we could still find that that connection, and it was. Very much a musical connection. Totally. Mm -hmm. My neighbors, I live in um, Oakland, California, and neighbors that I didn't even know, but we all kind of band together and decided that we were going to have like a round robin block party that happened by somebody blasting their musical choices out the window. So you got to be digital DJ for that particular day. And you could, you know, blast, I would blast Bob Marley at the top of my, for everyone to listen to. So we were all kind of listening to the music together, even though we couldn't be together. And that was how we connected. And neighbors I didn't even know um, were just chiming in and they would be like, play that song again. You know, like it was just this very beautiful way that we could be um, family mm. without being able to see each other or our, you know, our blood families. Well, you know, some of the things that you do, I mean, you do a lot of work around the world, a lot of work, depth work, <laughs> really deep work. I mean, you lead corporations, universities, organizations through cultural competency, restorative justice, mm -hmm. racial equity mm -hmm. training, 
you know, designed to help facilitate, engage, support people in exploring challenging conversations. So that goes directly to the heart of peace and connection and how we recognize each other and begin to listen actually to each other. Um, Yes. Yeah. And, and that's, that's where peace begins, right? That's exactly And that's what you do. Plus, and you bring your voice into it. I, oh, I have to tell my listeners, there are some wonderful videos that you really need to go and see and hear and experience. Let me see the, let me find you the links here. I will post these on my podcast, but there's a TED Talk called Dare to be Dauntless. And I double dare you not to go <laughs> and, and, and see this one. Dare to be dauntless on TED Talk, okay? And you, you will, you will, you'll get the inside joke that Osha just did yeah. when you go see it. <laughs> and, and then there's another one. It's a higher energy podcast called "The Magic of mm. Music and Forgiveness." And then yes. there's Change It Up Radio. Which wolf will you feed? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I I can imagine what that is, like, which wolf will you feed? Right? Do you want to say something about it? I want people to go listen and be a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. And if they just want to go, do you have a, just a website where people can go and find you? Yes, I do. I do. And the, the and this is so funny. This is like the beauty of like, the holiday season, you kind of close the office, but you still are working back behind the scenes. So my website is almost finished, but it'll be done by J1. And that's Amakela, A-M-I-K-A-E-Y-L-A.com. So it's just Amakela.com. That's right. And you can Facebook friend me and Insta, blah, 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 all the social media stuff. (laughs) But it's just my name, Amakela. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. So I was looking and I found different, I found you, but... It you know not directly just to your name. Yes, so. exactly. It is a circuitous journey. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it's kind of like it's kind of like one of those fun puzzles that you all you... do <laughs> that, that, that you kind of work out, right? <laughs> totally. I have nothing. I have nothing else. I'm an enigma. That's for sure. Now, for your deep enjoyment, we have another song from Amikela Gaston called "Better Than Anything." Here's to the healing power of music. Enjoy. Elephants dancing and clowns on parade Peanuts and popcorn and fresh lemonade Dazzling aurora moon, twinkling stars above But nothing is just like being in
was in springtime Better than June bugs in June Better than sunshine on Sunday Better than Saturday morning cartoons Better than fried catfish and barbecue Better than pink lemonade Better than riding on horseback Better than swinging in the shade Better than rainbows in the sky Or watching eagles soaring high Better than anything except being in love I'm talking about Better than sexy Marvin Gaye Better than music from all over the world Better than children at play Better than all the Caribbean islands Better than speaking Portuguese Better than napping in a hammock Better than any of these Better than lightning from above Or the olive tree leaf with the dove Better than anything except being in love I'm talking about Better than anything except being in love 